Yeah, is there anything you want to focus on? What have we learned as a family? Mm-hmm. I mean, is that interesting for other people? Maybe. Could do wide. Yeah. Well, How I mean, we kept what, ourselves busy? What did you do to keep up? What are the well, things you, What are the new things you did? Um, or what did we say? Uh, Just under a year after we did our first podcast, we are back in these quote-unquote unprecedented times. Um, we figured that everyone has so much time, they might want to hear from us again. So here we are. Say hello, Dad. Hello, darling. <laughs> <laughs> so it does feel a little bit like the world has been divided into a before and after now, doesn't it? And I wonder how we'll emerge out of this as individuals, but also as a society, and, and look at how, how, we, how what, what are we gonna learn from this? I mean, you can't speak for the world or for a society, but you can speak for yourself. What do you think you've learned already or you anticipate learning from this? What do you hope to learn? Gosh, where do you start with that one? Because um, there's bits that are political in that, the sense that you want other people to have learnt and that you hope they'll get. In other words, the role of government, safety nets, um, the importance of, of looking after everyone <clears throat> when things go wrong. So everything's gone wrong for everyone. So we're all sharing in a little moment of unity and um, it isn't it's so there's that then there's then there's the delight of the clear winner in all of this and we are during so we're not before or after yet but we're during and the clear winner in all of this is the climate the environment yeah yeah the absolute breathtakingly beautiful skies and you know we're all hearing birds for the first time and Maybe not everyone's like me, but if everyone's like me, we're all waking up late to the chattering of birds <laughs> uh, rather than the hum of traffic. And um, Well, and actually it's fitting because it's actually Earth Day today, ah, by the way. Is it? What does that mean? Um, it just means we celebrate Earth the Day? Earth. Um, Earth yeah, it's, a na- it's an international thing. I'm not sure if it's by the UN. Hmm. I've had to do some stuff on it for work. But um, and something that someone... I was working with did say which I thought was nice was this is a reminder that we cannot go back to business as usual after this we've we've realized you know it's a reminder of how fragile life is how fragile the planet is um and I think someone I listened to a podcast the other day it was Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth Day's How to Fail and it was a second episode it was a special episode for coronavirus and it was a second Mm -hmm. episode with Mo Gaudat Uh um worth listening to and she said he said that his daughter had said to him, Dad, I feel like the world is sending everybody to its room and saying, think about what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually thought that was a really nice take on it because, yeah, we were in the throes of fast, fast destruction of the planet. And yeah, sort of heightened consumerism. and We were going, we were, we were yeah... 
things were things were bad in terms of the direction of where life you know where the planet's life was going so maybe this is maybe that's the main takeaway from all of this yeah i think you know if there's one thing that's going to put the brakes on a lot of the harm that globalization and appetite for consumer goods and things if there was one way we were going to arrive at this moment it probably was always going to be a health a pandemic um because it doesn't differentiate between class and wealth and all those things and it travels well you travels say that but I, I would take issue with that as a the general... treatment the treatment may be different yeah as well. in like the virus itself yeah. but, but as in it, it kind of it, annoys it me arrives when whether you say... like it or not yeah uh, unless you're unless you're on a desert island or something but we won't go there <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and um so yeah to, so we're in our room thinking about it are we lucy i think so but i think also there's just as a sentiment whether or not that's the climate we're thinking about it in terms of climate change like i think it's a real opportunity for recalibration as individuals and as a society and i think <clears throat> you know that i mean we do live in this crazy fast-paced world as we all know and i think being actually asked to do nothing yeah, what a privilege. I mean, that's crazy. Until We've been asked to do paycheck. everything. It's like paradise, really. <laughs> um. We've been asked to do everything for so long. Our brains have been wired towards get, making the most of everything, being the most ambitious, being mm. the best, doing this, doing this. And our worth was measured on our productivity, which is really, really, you know, a really narrow flawed way, and narrow, narrow way, way of measuring, measuring yeah. some people. Mm. Um, and... I mean, obviously, me being one of these people, there are some people who are, who are working in some ways harder than ever mm. with the struggles of also having to work from home and have, you know, Zoom meetings and whatever. So I can't massively empathise to that with mm. that. But I think, I think it's a really, really lovely chance. And, and one of the things I wanted to ask you, which was a bit... Potentially, potentially, a what some might see as a strange question, but is how do you think this has redefined or shaped or uh, just developed your feelings, your conception of love and relationships and friendships, if at all? Perhaps it hasn't. Yeah, well, I remember you early on saying it's time to say how much we love each other and why. Yeah. Um, because in these times of anxiety and, you know, and it, for, for, for some it's uh, uh, those who are vulnerable, you know, under the specified sort of health uh, vulnerabilities, you know, people, people are losing their lives and things. And although we didn't really have any angst around that, um, it's, it was and is an opportunity for us all to get together under different conditions not be distracted by work or be less distracted and have conversations with each other which include include connecting more properly and more deeply mm. um you are particularly awesome at extracting goodness and going a bit deeper mining mining for stuff like love and why and things 
and um, and that's your that's one of your talents. Um, but I think it's I think it's interesting because I, you know, and I hear this a lot is people more and more are saying. God, I'm talking to people that I wouldn't usually even see. Yeah, and now yeah. I'm talking to them, we're having Zoom things, and you know, we're suddenly FaceTiming my, my 93-year-old grandmother. Mm. We wouldn't usually FaceTime her. We could go for two or three months mm. without seeing her. Yeah. But, I mean, and she said, actually, I'm talking to you more than ever. <laughs> and um, Who's that? Hammond. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, just in general, I think there's... I've got back in touch with people that I had kind of lost touch with. There's been a couple of friendship sort of rifts that have been repaired. Um, mm. Mm. I think it's that real thing which maybe I, having been through something awful and traumatic not that long ago, um, kind of t- take for granted as a, something that we should do, but just that realisation of like life is short, anything can happen, you know, Definitely. Figure out what matters. Tell the people that matter yeah, that they yeah. matter. I think the, the the practical point is that when you can't see someone, you almost have to be businesslike about uh, about calling them. Yeah. Because you you know you're not going to be able to see them, and and texting seems inadequate suddenly mm, that's so a good texting point. have we yeah. reduced the number of texts and replaced them i think so with zoom calls and things point. yeah um and anyway seeing seeing people while you're talking to them is yeah. i mean we're so lucky obviously as we all know that we live in this time where we can do that yeah um but yeah i wonder what what are the things bar your anxiety about work which is obviously very pressing and uh, understandable what what are the things that you're finding difficult about this um well because we are reasonably um lucky that's to say we've got a bit of room in the house and we can afford food and our journeys to find food are relatively straightforward um I'm more on the on the glass half full side than half empty, um, and I must say um, that most well some some of the anxiety is about doing the right thing. So that social distancing, you know, when we go for runs or walks, mm. doing the right thing, whether the dog should be on the lead or not. Um, small things, you'd say. The dog um, equals sunny. The dog equals the central. <laughs> Can't believe he just called him the dog. <laughs> um, so there's there's stuff there, um, but we are. Covid is rapidly being characterised um, as a lot of positives since we're not seeing mm. beyond work mm. and furloughs and mm. reductions in salary. Um, we are not seeing how powerfully hard the NHS are working mm. and other <clears throat> key workers are working. And we are really weirdly in this most gorgeous moment of good weather. And England can be rotten. It's classic, isn't it? It's good <laughs> yeah. weather. I can't work yeah. out. I think on the whole it's a good thing. But then we have a garden and a park nearby. I think it lifts everyone's mood. So... Uh, it may not be yeah. a good thing for self-isolating. You know, there's a temptation to 
yeah. to go out and be a bit more sociable and things. There's certainly temptation to... Well, is it a good thing for the booze side of things? Um, I mean, I think whatever. Yeah, in both sides. Yeah. Anyway, it's more glass half full um, from a domestic isolation point of view. Um, yeah. Isn't it? Do you think that is... Um, what are your... Th- what are your what are your what are the bits that are creating anxiety for I mean you've been working very hard I've been um, working very and you, hard there's no sense of a let up from you you're obviously working from home uh, and so you're not going into London yeah. to your office um, how are you finding working from home because I'm I'm still flying yeah. the odd flight cargo flight to Shanghai yeah uh, or, or people repatriation flights to Joburg for example um, and I've always done that but you are your work has changed profoundly yeah. for you. So what about you as a working from home? What's that like? It's 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 fine. Um I was actually texting my friend Harriet shout out um <laughs> who is also working from home in a completely different industry, but she I just said to her text this morning saying, God, it feels more intense than ever and she said, I know. And and I just feel like I'm on the phone constantly or on Zoom calls mm. or and it's yeah. so it's exhausting and it's also it's you're still as exhausted and I could do with a drink with my friend and then yeah. so what I'm missing is those kind of pub excursions after work or just yeah. being able to let off some steam or yeah. just having a division between your workplace and your yeah. home place. And what are we in week Five now? I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's April for the avoidance of doubt. It's April the 22nd, and I think we yeah. went in before <coughs> Alice's birthday in the first, in the second week of March or something. So I think we're in our fifth or... Anyway, yeah, so it is... I can see that. Mm. I can see the intensity of... I mean, I just, I just put the... I just signed off. I put my laptop down today. Had a very busy day. Lots of calls, lots of stuff... And then just was like, oh, and then was like, I mean, and I'm lucky because I have a garden I can go out and sit in. And and it's sunny, I, otherwise it's you wouldn't sunny, be sitting in the garden. of course, yeah. and, you know, things could definitely be worse. But it's strange to have that, where do you mark the end mm. of the day? Um, mm. And I, I am also... I, I don't know if I'd describe myself as an extrovert, but I'm definitely a very sociable person. I think they're very different things, but... I am missing my friends mm. and there's things that you want to talk about but they would naturally come up if over a drink and it's not quite the same to schedule a call and then no, be like you're on, so this you're on you stage know. with a call aren't you, you yeah it you, doesn't it's just not the same you know they stop and listen when you're on a call uh, in a social setting it's also body language isn't it and, and the physical yeah. foolery foolery a tomfoolery of being next to people and giving them a hug or well, it was interesting because I had a, um, I did do a very social distance meet up with a friend um, recently, and we had had some in the past, issues in yeah. the in the past recently, yeah. and we did a had a ended up having a conversation about it, um, and it it was this odd thing where because we had to social distance. You know, it was very... And I think also we're both quite tactile people. Mm. It was... It, the boundaries were very clear. And there was this... It was It was the first... You know, it was a serious conversation. And about feelings. And 
the boundaries were very clear because we couldn't go... Clearer than they would be. Yeah, and, and there was some more power to the words, yeah, almost. Yeah. We really had to find the right words. It couldn't be yeah, It couldn't be gosh. put aside with a kind of hand on the arm. Well, you know what I mean, yeah, or this, yeah. you know. Well, actually, no, you, I don't know what you mean, so yeah. Yeah. explain. Or And I, I really reflected on that and thought that was quite... Thank you for indulging us. Um, we hope you liked it. And we hope everyone is safe and well and supporting the NHS. Cheers.